Welcome to episode four of Live Empowered with me, your host, Dr. Lisa Summerhour. My family loves to travel. It might be more accurate to say we've become addicted to theme cruises where as many as 25 or more of us can be together, or not. Listen in as we share what we love about cruising and what's enlightening and empowering about traveling in general. Today, we're talking traveling on the podcast where empowered people empower people. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hey, mom. Hey, Sharon. For those of you who don't know, Jacqueline is my mom. And I'm not sure what Sharon, we know a few Sharon, so I'm going to have to wait and see what Sharon this is. But let me go ahead and just welcome you to the show. I am... Oh, she's already requesting it. Okay, I'm going to put you up, Mom. You can stay muted. Let me get my intro in here. Um, I'm Dr. Lisa Summerhour. I'm going to get myself on video. I just realized you guys can't see me right now either. Let's see. Ah, there I am. There I am. So I want to welcome you. This is Live Empowered. I hear people saying Live Empowered. That's okay. Live, live, somehow, just as long as you figure out a way to be empowered while you're living, right? I'm Dr. Lisa, Dr. Lisa Summerhour. Some days there will be guests joining me. Uh, people are getting used to my mom. I actually talked to uh, somebody on Fireside with the with the in the admin, and she was like, "Oh, it's great that your mom's on there with you." I said, "I'm actually enjoying having my mom. We get different perspectives, and we have a lot of fun." So some days there will actually be guests, not just co-hosts, um, and a lot of days there will be me talking to you about things that I just think are are interesting, and hopefully they're encouraging and empowering to you. So a little bit about me, uh, I'm an author. I work in the diversity, equity, inclusion and engagement space. I also do facilitation work uh, for organizations and in higher ed and race and racism. But when I'm here, that stuff may come into play, but primarily here, I'm Dr. Lisa, the engagement and empowerment coach or your engagement and empowerment coach. And I use everything, every tool I have in my toolbox. So it's 35 years working in corporate America and higher education, four degrees. I have the receipts to prove that one, uh, several certifications. And what I think has been a really interesting and eclectic life of mine. And I bring all of that to you by way of these conversations that are hopefully informational, but it's stuff that, that's in, intriguing and interesting to me. And so I hope that it's it's the same for you because it's a lot of stuff that has stretched me and challenged me and helped me to grow. So I, like I said, I hope it does the same for you. My intentions for this show is to impact you in such a way that you get curious, that you get curious and that you're encouraged to experiment with your life so that you can explore different aspects of it and find different ways of empowering yourself. Um, I think there are many, many paths to finding empowerment. And I do honestly believe that empowered people empower people. And so today we're going to be talking about one of my family's absolute favorite things, and it's traveling. It's traveling. And it's probably been about 10 or 11 years since we took our first family cruise. Um, I had never been on a cruise before that. And, and didn't think that I was really going to enjoy it because I was one of those folks where I, I got I wasn't prone to being seasick, but I figured a week out on a cruise ship might might cause it. Um, I felt like it was going to be isolating, like we were going to be on this big boat and it was going to be really, really boring. 
And I had heard things like, oh, well, you're not in the ports that long. It's not like a real vacation. So I had all of these things going through my head. Uh, what changed for me was my parents coming off of a cruise, not just any cruise, a cruise that was focused on music. And there are several that focus on music. This one happened to be a smooth jazz cruise. And my parents had so much fun on this cruise um, that she called me as they were getting off the boat. They hadn't even gotten all the way off of the boat yet. And she called and she said, next year, we need to do a family trip. It was just, it was her and my dad, my aunt Adrian, and another friend. It was the four. And she says, no, next year we need to plan uh, a real cruise, a big cruise. So that's how this all got started. So we're going to talk about travel and several other shows, because like I said, it is a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my family's life uh, lives because we do this together. We do this in groups of, I think our smallest group was 12 and our largest group might've been 27 people. Does that sound about right, mom? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. 20, 28 was our largest. Yeah. 28 was our largest. So we are good at this. Like I literally have started a book on get ready to get ready to travel a workbook, a travel book. Uh, just to give people an idea on specifically how to travel with your family. So we're going to talk about a couple things today that are more specific to cruising. But in other shows, I'm actually going to have my mom share information because she is our excursion specialist uh, for my family. We work together to find locations to sleep and everything. But when we want to have our excursions, uh, even though the cruise ship offers them, my mom will do uh, a little extra work and sometimes a lot of extra work to find us different things to do. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the reasons that you might want to take a cruise, the benefits of cruising. And um, I found an article that I thought was really interesting. So some of the reasons that cruises are awesome. One, you only have to unpack one time. You, you, get to the, you get to the location and you just unpack on the boat and you don't have to unpack again. Now, that could be the case if you're staying now at an Airbnb it could be the case if you are going to a hotel for a week. Um, but that's one of the things. It's, it's really funny. Things have changed so much that that used to be a really, really unique thing. But it's a beautiful thing about really having a space to unpack with you and whoever you're traveling with. Um, for a lot of people, it's a really, really good value. Um, let me go back to the unpacking. You're unpacking one time, but you have multiple locations. That's the key point there. You're hitting a bunch of different places, but you, you don't have to keep packing and repacking to get to them. Where if you did a vacation almost any other way, that would be the case, right? You'd be staying at multiple hotels, which we also have worked that in on the front end of our cruises. Um, they're family friendly. So if you are traveling with family, depending on the cruise, you can find cruises that lend themselves to children. Now, our cruises, not so much. Um, because we like a certain kind of cruise, and I'm not going to tell you what that is yet. We're going to talk to you about that later. Um, you can find different sizes uh, for the cruises. You can have cruises that are really custom and really high-end and tailored to a specific clientele. They're going to cost you a little bit more. And then you can have some of these really, really big boats that have 3,000 you know, people on them, and the prices will come down a little bit with those. You have activities on a cruise ship that you might not have if you were going to a one location, destination, vacation on land, unless maybe you went to Disney or something like that. But there's so much for you to do on a cruise ship from the shows to games, uh, different venues. We've been on cruises that have had ice skating rinks, uh, karaoke night, 
costume parties. So there, there really are, there are slides, golf. Uh, Mom, can you think of some other things that we've seen on some of these, some of these cruise ships? Basketball. Um, plus you have, uh, you have a weight room. You often have a spa. So you have all of these different things that you have at your disposal right there on the cruise ship. They're often easy to plan because all you have to do is get to the cruise ship and all the activities are already planned for you. And the cruise will also give you information on different excursions that you can take when you reach a port. Um, they, they call them floating cities and that's one of the benefits. You can plan a really exotic vacation on a cruise where you hit multiple ports and like you said, like I said earlier, you're going to pack and unpack one time and just wait for the boat to dock and get off. And you're at a different, wonderful, maybe exotic locale. Um, some say cruising is romantic. It can be. Um, I'm usually with a bunch of aunts and my cousins and my parents. So maybe next time. Um, and it's social. So this is one of the really cool things. Since we basically travel in a pack already, um, it's easier for us to pick up even more people. But what we've learned on these cruises is that we almost always meet other people that we want to hang with or that want to hang with us. And because of the type of cruises we take, we know we've got at least one thing in common with just about everybody on board the ship. So those are some of the, the things that I came up with. I'm going to ask my mom to jump in. And did I miss what other reasons would you say cruises are really beneficial? Well, there, you have downtime. Although we're very active on our cruises, um, there is downtime because there are one or two days that you spend the whole day at sea. Um, so it get, affords you the opportunity to use the saunas and the pool and, you know, go get that facial if that's what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, you can it can be a relaxing kind of uh, vacation also, depending you on your cruise. Yeah. She's right. There are so many places on board where you can just chill out. You've got different pools on different decks. You've got decks that just have chairs. There are bars and places, interior and exterior, or you can hang out in your cabin. And if you got a cabin with a balcony, you can just sit on your balcony and chill on your balcony for as long as you want. Um, so that is the, that's funny. I just pulled up another thing that talked about it being relaxing. Um, oh, the food. The food oh, on a cruise. Yeah, let's not forget the food. <laughs> let's not forget the food. So it is not even a joke that people can go on cruises and gain weight. Because they have food. It seems like it's 24 hours. I'm going to say, I think our cruises, maybe the food shuts down around one or two. In the morning. That's yeah. About, yeah. about yeah. one or yeah. two in the morning is when it may be hard to find food on board. But from about 6, 6.30 a.m. until one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, you could eat all day long. You could eat all day long. So really easy to uh, to pick up some weight. Who is this that I'm looking at here? All right, there we go. So um, let's just talk about our special kind of cruise or what, what our family likes about cruising. And I'm gonna let my mom talk about that. What do, what do you think well, it is, the draw is for our family? I think it's two things. First of all, our family is scattered over the United States. So the opportunity to get together um, on a vacation is, is a big thing for us. The other thing is the music. Um, we all love the same kinds of music for the most part. The music is phenomenal. Our cruises are smooth jazz cruises. 
Um, there are a lot of different kinds of cruises out there, but these are the ones we really enjoy. Um, our family, all the way from my grandkids through friends who are in their 80s, um, enjoy these cruises. And they've all, we've all been together at one time or another uh, to, to take this cruise. So uh, I think those are the two most important things, being, being able to get together with family and, and friends and to just enjoy the music. And like you said, on these special cruises, you know that you always have at least one thing in common with everybody on that ship because everybody on that ship wants to enjoy the music. They love the music. They know the artists. A lot of us know the artists. And um, it's very easy to strike up a conversation and meet people um, on, on these cruises and, and form lasting friendships, which we have done. So we have met complete strangers who have wound up being in our group um, that we didn't know before we got on the ship. So that's a good thing. Yeah. It, it, so, so we do take, they're specifically music and they're pretty much smooth jazz. So our two favorite, there may be others, but one is the smooth jazz cruise and the other one is Dave Koz. And so both of up. those cruises primarily have smooth jazz. I would say that, huh? I said you Who were breaking that? up. That You. Oh, oh, thanks. I would say that the Smooth Jazz Cruise has a little bit more variation than just jazz. Um, and maybe maybe it's oh, a little yeah. more soulful. They call themselves the, the biggest party at sea. Um, and then I think we like Dave Kai's because the music's phenomenal. But the ports that he takes us to around the world are just uh, just unbelievable. So we have been to more countries. I meant to count them before we got on here today. I literally don't know how many countries we visited in the last 10 years between those two cruises. But I think we've done six or seven with Dave Kaz. Right. I think six with Dave Kaz and maybe four. Three, four three with Smooth Jazz. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's always a Caribbean cruise for us. So you you mentioned something that I didn't really think of, Mom, and it's the fact that our family is spread out all over the United States and even in the islands. Aunt Betty is right. down in, in yeah. St. Croix. And so this is a way for all of us to get together and we're not at somebody's house for a week. We're not, we're not trying to fit into an Airbnb. We're on a cruise ship together. And we let people, we tell people, if you travel with us, you need to be travel ready. One day we'll have to have a show about what travel ready means. Um, but we want you to be independent enough to do the things that you want to do, even though you're in a group. And we just make a, 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 try to arrange so that we can have dinner together every night. Now we may all get together for breakfast or a big group of us and we plan excursions and, um, you can come or not come when we get off the boat, if you want to hang with us, but we try to plan to have dinner together so that people can talk about what they did that day. You know, where did they go? I think my mom just ran to turn the rice off. She probably heard the alarm, uh, the, the timer go off. So th those are the cruises that we go on. So when you hear us talking about the music or the musicians, know that we're talking about a specific kind of cruise, but there are our cruises, there are Soul Train cruises. Uh, we were leaving, a, a, I was leaving a ship one day and they were redressing it for the next cruise. And I think it was music from the 80s, the 70s and 80s. There are cruises for Star Wars fans, I believe. There, there are cruises for music from almost every decade or genre you can imagine. So if you love country music, you can. there's probably a cruise for that. Um, yes, if you love 
Yeah, if you love traditional jazz, there's probably a cruise for that. So if music is your thing, look for them. If you want to go on what we call just a regular cruise, they're they're all over the place. You can find them all over. It's hard for us because we've kind of gotten spoiled uh, with these theme cruises. Um, I see my Aunt Nadine on here. If you want to chime in, Nadine, hit your hit your speaker or request to get on the stage. So I want to talk about our experience traveling with family, like uh, what that's been like. Now, one of my favorite cruises was my mom and all four of her sisters getting to travel together. Because, you know, when when we get older and people are living in different states and they've got different things going on in their lives, it can be really difficult for everybody to plan that same week off. I love that we do it and it's not necessarily because it's a wedding. That would be a good, a positive thing, but it's not a funeral. That's the one thing that we typically know we're going to come together for over a funeral. I love that we are really intentional about coming together over something that is so much fun and that it's going to expand us. And we'll get into the benefits of just traveling in general, but what we've all gotten out of this, my mom keeps disappearing on me. Um, so I want to talk about this experience of traveling with family. Uh, it was it was one of our early cruises where the age range for the people in our group went from one of my nieces, who at the time was about 27, uh, maybe a little younger, to a friend of ours who's like a family member, my director from my pageant days, Marilyn Seitz, who at the time was 80, and her best friend or dear friend who was 83. So we covered... 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. We covered six decades just in our group alone. And there was something for everybody. This, I think, is what's amazing about these cruises, but it's what's great about traveling with your family because sometimes it's difficult to get uh, people from six, seven different decades, that many different, and then all these different generations in one place enjoying the same kind of thing on a vacation. Um, so, Mom, talk to me. What is it you love about these these uh, traveling with our family and our friends? Because there are some really close friends that, that go with us on these trips, too. Yeah. This message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Now, back to today's show. Um, so, Mom, talk to me. What is it you love about these, these uh, traveling with our family and our friends? Because there are some really close friends that, that go with us on these trips, yeah. too. First of all, my sisters are nuts, and we have such a good time together. Um, all of them. I mean, I can't, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's probably Nadine. Hey, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so to be able to spend the whole week with my sisters doing stuff that we really love and, and seeing places that none of us have ever been to, um, enjoying different cultures and different foods, different languages, um, I hear people say, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't speak the language. Just go. Just go. Um, right. We always manage to communicate. You no, know, we've been in Russia, Croatia, um, Italy, and Greece, and we have never had a problem with communication. 
So that that in itself is an experience. And the foods. Here's my Aunt Nadine. To be able to get um, my family and then to get friends, people that I work with, people I've known for 20 years or whatever, uh, for all of us to be together. It's just a, an amazing experience. Um, on the cruise ships, well, of course, the shows are, are fantastic, but also our tours together. And like you were saying, we, we like to travel with people who are independent. So even though we may have some tours that, you know, we, we have suggested long before the cruise, you're not obligated to do that. Those are, those are suggestions. Um, and sometimes we don't see each other, some people, until dinner in the evening. And then we can all share what we did during the day. So it's it's just a fun fun week. Or so two. I want to ask I want to ask Nadine because I think that was that a cruise that you took with us, Nadine, your first time taking a cruise. The first one I took I think was in 2015. I think it was the Smooth Jazz. Right, yeah, and so my very first one. What right. were you What were your thoughts about it before, and was it different than what you expected it to be? My thoughts about it before was knowing that I can't swim. <laughs> and all that water out there. But afterwards, I didn't even realize I was walking on the ship. I didn't even really feel the ship moving, you know, and I really enjoyed it. I really had a nice yeah. time. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, that's one of the fears a lot of people have. I've had people say, but I can't swim. And I'm like, good, because you're going to be on the boat. So unless you want to jump in the pool, you're not going to need. Look, if we have to swim on a cruise ship, we're all in trouble. So <laughs> um, it's optional if you want to go swimming on the cruise ship. But I, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people have that fear of water. And you mm -hmm. think that they're going to be on a tugboat and they don't realize how mammoth these cruise ships are, that you right. could almost forget you're on a boat. Until you look, you know, intentionally go to look out over or you're walking on one of the decks or you're if you're in a cabin with a window and you look out and you're like, oh, that's right. We're floating or we have some rough waters. Now we're going to scare the people that were already scared. Had that. Had that. Yeah, because yeah, we have had some cruises where the water has yeah. gotten a little choppy and uh, it's 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 uh, made the experience a little bit more interesting. So. We have taken these cruises, and like my mom says, we've been to a lot of international ports. Um, we travel in a group, which has its own challenges. Everybody's not always the same temperament. Everybody doesn't always wake up on the sunny side of the bed, but you can avoid those people all day if you want on the boat. You don't have to see them. Even if they're your cabin mates, you can get up and get dressed and leave and only come back when you need to. But I want to talk about traveling internationally and being black, because we've had some interesting experiences, not just being black, but being from the United States and being black, several things. So I can remember being in, oh my gosh, you know, this is really bad. And it sounds like, oh my God, they've been so many places, they can't remember where they were, but I just can't remember, I just can't remember. That's, it's a whole nother thing. Um, we were in, it wasn't Croatia, but it was, I, I know, Trump was in office because people were just apologizing to us when they saw us. We yes, we exactly. It's funny. I had the vision of my head where we were. We were in a jewelry store in Finland and people were actually, when they found out we were from the United States, they were literally walking up to us and apologizing to us. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
because you have this man in the White House. Like they were, and, and there's like, what do you say? It's like, well, I was coming here to look at these earrings. Uh, I think we got discounts on the earrings. We <laughs> think get discounts on the earrings. So we, we owe him that. Um, but it's interesting when you're traveling, uh, you realize as a as a black person in this country, you're a black person from this in this country. Very often when we travel, we're just Americans. We're just from the United States. Um, yeah. They notice obviously that it's black because sometimes it's like 15 of us uh, walking around town and we may be the only black people we see for a little while. Um, but <laughs> it's been a really, uh, I, I love the fact that we have people in our family in their twenties who have had these international experiences young so they can see what it's like to go to another country and what it feels like to be you in another country. Um, age, I mean, Nadine, mommy, you want to talk to speak to that? Because we've all had different experiences, even though we've been on the same trips. Yeah. And I think the other thing I always find interesting is when you meet other people of color from other countries who have been there for two, three, four generations. Um, when we were in, um, <laughs> I want to no, say, but it was where we Australia, Australia. No, when we stayed at Tong Author. Yeah, that was in Denmark. That was in Denmark, right. And we met the young black couple at the ice cream stand. Who's, uh, oh, I wasn't with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think it was, they were third generation. Their families came from Africa at some point. Um, in Australia, we went to the African dance studio. Um, right. And we seemed to find people of color everywhere we've, we've gone so far and maybe not always talk to them. But even in Russia, we saw a lady of color pushing a young baby. Um, so yeah, we're everywhere. And it's just interesting when you get an opportunity to talk to other people of color from different countries to see. And we do, yeah, we, we do. My mom is real intentional. And for those of you who saw uh, the last week's show, if you didn't, you can catch the replay because we talked to, I talked to my mom and her sisters about our experience of going back to where they were born and where they grew up in, in Lincoln Park in Rockville, Maryland. So because that's part of our history, we're always interested in where are the people who look like us when we're traveling? Where do we find um, uh, 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 people of color in all of these different places? And just about every place that we've looked, we found them. There was a whole community uh, in Russia that we didn't get to explore because we just weren't there that long and we didn't have a visa to go beyond the the boat the boat the cruises excursion but in australia we went over to the part of town where you can find black hair care products and hair salons and uh, all the stuff that you know you're in a black neighborhood because when you're not in a black neighborhood you are not going to find your hair care products so that's a that's a little hint for you if you want to know if there are any People of color or women with naturals go into the local pharmacy, Target or whatever it is. And if you do not find any black hair care products, you're probably not going to find too many of us there. Um, and so that that's one of the things that my mom is really good at looking for and giving us an opportunity to go and explore those parts of towns. Because very often, if you just take a regular tour, you may not see it unless you're you're in a country where everybody looks like us anyway. So we even had that experience in D.C. recently where we took a tour that focused on black history in D.C., which you would think you wouldn't be able to avoid black history in D.C., but you would be surprised. Um, but the cruises. So 
some of the other benefits are just seeing the world. And I, I don't know, you know, when you guys were growing up, did you did it ever occur to you that you would be traveling internationally? No, I, I when I got married, um, when Harry and I got married, I knew before I wanted to go to Mexico. And I don't know why Mexico stood out in my head, but I had been thinking about it for years and I and I had the opportunity. So we went to a travel agent. I had never been to Mexico in my life, didn't know anything about the country or anything. Um, and she and her husband, it just so happened, she was a young lady and she and her husband had honeymooned in Cuernavaca, Mexico. And she actually talked us into going to Cuernavaca. And that was my first experience outside of the country. And I, I, I mean, I wasn't, it was no fear or anything. It was just curiosity. And I just loved it. So I just knew yeah. I'm going to be traveling somewhere else. Yeah. So taking cruises, because I mean, we easily hit, I mean, several different either major cities or different countries on each one of these cruises, um, whether they're islands in the Caribbean or countries in Europe. Uh, next year, we're doing, we're Our doing, salon. oh my gosh, I, I Barcelona, Lisbon, I, I can't even tell you the five or six ports that we're going to hit going around uh, Spain and into and, and, and Portugal. Um, what is it, what is, what's the experience been like now that you've gotten used to taking these kinds of vacations? Like, what is it that you love most about the traveling? Going somewhere that you know you might not never get back to. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I, okay, that one gave me kind of goosebumps. So yeah, yeah, that's that's really an, an excellent one because it gives you it gives you a whole different perspective of how to take it in, right? So I can think about Greece. I'm thinking about Nadine on that cable car. Um, my aunt has done. She's done some pretty courageous things on these vacations. They're courageous for her because I know she one never thought she would do it, and I know when she saw that cable car, her first thought was, "I'm not getting on it." And she got on it. So, talk to me about what have been what have been some of the things that you've done on these cruises that you like really are proud of yourself. They've really been empowering, and you're surprised that you went on a vacation and did something that made you feel like, okay, I didn't think I could do that. I don't know if it's to say that I was proud of. I mean, I was proud of it, but to go to the Vatican, that that was. If I don't go on another cruise ever, I'm very satisfied with that one. To go to whose TV is on that I'm hearing in the background? Somebody needs to turn their TV off. Um, okay, your your Vatican experience was more than you going to the Vatican because we had already been to the Vatican before you got here. And so talk about what you had to do to get to the Vatican. Oh, boy. <laughs> run, run to get to there on time. Lord have mercy. So we were in. My remote. Uh, oh, no, that's not my remote. So don't listen to yeah, that. So, so Nadine, had, we had already been on this vacation. We had already been in Italy for a couple of days by the time she got there. So didn't you have to catch a train? We had to catch to get to the Vatican. first the taxi to get us to the train station. Then we had to catch the train, and then from the train we um oh my goodness I don't even know how far we had to walk. Then you had to be there by a certain time because you had different tour guides, you know, speaking the English, Spanish, or French, or whatever it was. 
and we had to find the right group. And it was only two of us. We had never been there before. And then we were afraid to take pictures inside the um, Sistine Chapel because they said they'd put your whole tour, by, you know, your whole group out. Yeah, the whole group out. Know, and we're holding our phones like by our shoulders, and here is people clicking. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'll just look up. I'll look up. <laughs> but it was real. I really, really. I'll talk about that one forever. I'll talk yeah. about that one forever. It, your it, it, your sister almost got put out of the Vatican too, Nadine. Uh, mommy oh, and Perry. Because of Perry. Yeah, no, because of mommy. But but oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. She took him to go to the restroom or something, and the next thing I heard was security guards yelling because they had come down a private and roped off hallway. Taking a shortcut in the Vatican, mm-hmm. I saw and the I just saw at the end of the hall, and I figured it was just a red rope. You know, it wasn't. She moved like the rope or anything. Nobody so. else was near the rope, right? Nobody was no. near the rope. Well, the no. two of us, but the exit sign was—I could see it. She just thought, <laughs> so, who, "Who's gonna? Who's gonna know?" Right. Who's gonna know? Somebody knew. Yeah, they did. All all the security guards on our end of the hall knew, and that's what that's what we heard coming down the hallway. But no, it's experiences like that when you have uh, a Vatican experience where you just know this is one place that you've seen on television, mm-hmm. and the idea that you could actually get to go there live and experience it, like you said, if you never went anywhere else, that one experience right. would have been it. But we went someplace else, and you found the. Um, church and it was the first black church where the artist was remember where the artist was was okay i was going to say that but i wasn't sure right that that was very interesting too so as you guys know my aunt is into churches so everybody's (laughs) everybody's got their thing and that's that's the other thing that makes it awesome because people that might not think about going into a church i like going into them too and getting the pictures and just seeing Mm -hmm. the history but we went into a church in Puerto Rico in the part of Puerto Rico that was uh, for, inhabited by Africans. And it's it's like a, the oldest city on the island of Puerto Rico that was originally inhabited by, by uh, enslaved Africans. And this church is, I think, was the oldest church on the island right. yeah, that we yeah. went. So, yeah. I mean, when you find out about the history, so as you can tell, we're also really big in the history um, of the people of wherever we're going. And especially if they're folks that look like us, we really want to know what that diaspora was like. Um, yeah, Mom, what, is, what, is, what has been one of your, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and how people who look like us got to where they are. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't really get to speak to folks in Russia, but I would be interested to know how did, how they did end you up get in to, Russia? Yeah, how did you get yeah. to Russia or Croatia or, you know, a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, what's some, of the, what's some place that you've been, Mom, or something something that you've done on a vacation or some place that you've been on a vacation that was empowering for you? Like you got there and you just felt like, I, I never thought I'd be here. And this kind of changed uh-huh. things for me. Venice. I mean, <laughs> oh. Venice. Yeah, yeah, it was just, again, you see, you know, the gondol- gondolas on TV and the, the uh, waterways and and the architecture too, mm-hmm. um, and so the first time. Well, we've been there twice now. I'm bragging, right. um, but yeah, the first time there, I just felt like I was walking around with my mouth open all the time. 
you know, because it was like, wow, I'm really in Venice, you know? So, right. yeah, that, that to me was really, and because we were able to spend so much time there, it wasn't just a layover, you know, I don't know, I can't remember how many days we were in Venice. Um, um, I think at least it was three or four. And the only oh, reason yeah. I know, so I want to I share with you guys, whoever's listening, one of the things that we do to maximize these vacations because when you're cruising, you may be at a port for a day and it may be a part of a day, you know, so you may pull into port at eight in the morning or 10 and you may be there till four or until dark every now and then. We've, I think I remember one or two where we've been there overnight, yeah. but usually it's the day. And that's where some people say, oh, that's what I don't like because you're not going to be there long enough to do anything. What we've learned to do to extend these vacations is we go into the city three or four days in advance. Mm-hmm. So we make a vacation out of the vacation. And I highly recommend this. This is where all my mom's excursion skills come in because we find uh, a hotel that we're going to be in or an Airbnb. But when we did Italy the first time, we were in Venice for the right. first day. And then we were in Florence. And then we went to Rome. And the cruise right. left out of Rome. So let me tell you what my mom did. The hotel in Venice looked like something out of... Uh, like out of the 14th century. It was this old, very mm-hmm. Italian, high ceilings, very ornate. It just didn't even look, it looked like Disney had designed this hotel room. Yeah. And then the yeah. next room, when we got into Florence, it was a little bit more modern European. And then by the time we got to Rome, it was really modern, right? And so we had, even the, the hotel experience was part of the vacation experience. So we were sleeping in a space that kind of, made you feel some kind of way. Um, but the, the staying two, three, or maybe four days in advance has been huge because we get to experience that city before we even get on the boat. So the vacation, we've had a vacation before the boat even leaves, leaves the dock. Um, and I think I'm with you too, mom. Italy, I've had an infatuation with uh, ancient Egypt, Italy, and, and Japan for, for decades. And being able to see as much of Italy as we saw, just I didn't realize there were other islands really around Venice. Yeah, It never yeah. occurred to me that there were other islands around Venice. And we took a boat trip one day and hit, what, three islands? Yeah, Verona. Yeah, you know, I'm, you have to get the book out. I'm never going to yeah. remember the names of any and of the them. Glass, the glass, the island where they do the fancy glass work. Yeah. Yep, they, the glass blowing is really famous on one of the islands. Yeah, uh, we went there. Murano? Murano, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Murano Plus. Yeah, something yep. like that. So, so yeah. yeah to, and it just changes things. I mean, when we're places now and I see this glass, I know where that glass came from. Like, I've literally been there watching somebody blow glass yeah. on this island. Yeah. So it, it does change your your outlook. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about just just the world, like, how does it change your outlook on the world? What do you think some of the, the benefits would be for people to travel and experience other cultures and how it might change how they view people? I think, well, I'm sure it's, it's, it may be the same in different parts of the world. But for me, I think, and starting to travel young, um, you realize what a bubble we often live in. Mm-hmm. Wow. And not realizing that for the most part, people are kind of the same. 
when you talk to people, when you speak to them, they have the same concerns all over the world. Um, you know, they, they love their families, they work hard, all the things that we, that we value here are valued all over the world. And I've always said there's enough love to go around, um, but we often live in that little bubble. We can often be selfish with, with you know, how we feel about other people, um, not just in our families and friends, but across the world, how we label people from different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And um, traveling, I think, helps to um, realize, you know, don't don't believe everything you hear. Kind of helps you it bust that bubble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it can bust that bubble. Nadine, what what do you think the experience has been or could be for people if they traveled a little bit more? I mean, I and I'm looking at, you know, it's it's easy. To, I, I'm looking at. I have to go to Buffalo tomorrow for a commencement mm. speech on Saturday, and I'll be five miles from Top Supermarket. Mm. Um, I've traveled around, you know, with you guys around the world on the cruises and to other parts of the the world. And, and yeah, what mom says is true. You know, I think it gives us an opportunity to bust this bubble of what we thought people were like, but it also right. helps people see what, what we're like, right? Right. Lady, right. um, what were you going to say in terms of how people view each other and how it could change if they traveled more? It's, it's almost like it's a big learning experience. It's like you're in the classroom. And your teacher is telling you, you know, see, they're just like you, and they do it this way while we do it that way. Right. You know, it's you're wow. just in a big classroom, you know, yeah. watching everything and learning from them. Yeah. That's actually, I, I can't, I have to look for it. I can't find it. I had a quote that said something like, um, I think it's traveling is the one thing that you can spend money on where you get richer from the experience. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it really is, because if it can open our minds, you know, if we can bring that thought process back here, it helps us look at people who are just from different neighborhoods differently. Right, mm -hmm. right. You know, if I can go to Croatia and uh, or go to Finland or go to Australia or Denmark and find people. I remember in Denmark, we went to a park and there was a live show going on and there must have been 200 people in this park area just dancing. And we didn't know who we were dancing with and nobody cared. That's right. You know, and, and I think that's the other powerful thing about music is it's just so universal and everybody can experience sound. You know, if, you, if you're, you, you're not hearing impaired, you can experience that feeling of that music hitting you and just realize we've got so much more in common um, right. if we just look for it. And we had a ball in that part. We couldn't speak the language. Um, right. we could dance with people and see them smiling and, and having, having that same amount of fun. And if we could bottle that up and bring it back here, I think it can change just how people live from day to day because we can't go across town without feeling, you know, people looking at us funny or folks feeling right. some kind of way or making assumptions or their prejudices and stereotypes manifesting into some kind of a discriminatory act. Um, and I, I think you're so right. It is a huge classroom when we open ourselves up to learn by seeing the world. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll be honest, we can all tell people vacations are not cheap. Right. right. <laughs> so some people will be listening. However, yeah. some people, they do spread the payments out for right. you. 
But I want to just keep it real. Far enough. Get yeah, I want to keep it Are listening to this talking about what kind of money does her family have to be taking these trips every year? <laughs> ah, so let me just tell you, we have everything from people with doctor degrees. Now, get don't understand something. I have doctor degrees. I have school bill debt. They they didn't give them to me for free. So I got bills to pay with those too. But we have folks that are retired that are on fixed incomes. We had a college student. I think well, I think we had somebody who was still in college one time when they came. This is the beautiful thing. It maybe it won't be a, a seven day cruise to Europe or a seven day cruise to the Caribbean. Maybe it'll be a weekend cruise off the coast of Florida. Right. But most of them will let you do payment plans. And I used to help people at a place that I worked figured out how to budget their money. They were spending fifteen or twenty dollars a day on lunch. And I said, okay, what if you made your own lunch four days a week, maybe even five? You could get that down to spending $5 a day on lunch if you're bringing a lunch. So if you could save 15 or even $10 a day, that's $50 a week. That's $200 a month. That's our payments. <laughs> Those are, that's our payments. And if you're, if you're going, if you're not going as far, you don't need as much in airfare but, you know, we are talking cruising. But the big thing I want to get to people, get people to get is it's about traveling. Get yourself out of your community. Get yourself out of your state. Get yourself a passport and get off of this. This get out of this country. You don't even need to leave the continent to do that. You can go to Canada or Mexico, get out of the country and use your passport. But if you get to Florida, you can get on a cruise ship. Right. If you right. get to Texas, you can get on a cruise ship. You can get on from San Diego, from San Diego, where, where if you're on a coast already, you can get to a cruise ship and have a different kind of vacation experience. And it really does come down to budgeting. I'm just going to keep it real, real, real. So when I used to go to people's houses and help them organize pictures and people would say, I don't have money for that. And I'm looking at the, the nails are getting done every week. <laughs> What's the manicure now? $30, $40? Oh, I ain't even got to the hair yet. I ain't got to the hair yet. If you you see my aunt, she ain't worried. She she is not spending any more money on hair. She has shaved her head. My mom keeps hers pulled back. I keep mine cut off. We are saving money on hair because I can take an almost bald head, a bald head. We can go on vacations. I mean, it it it, it sounds like it's funny, but it's serious because if we're spending three to $400 or $500 or $1,000 on wigs and weaves, maybe don't buy too many this year and put that money in, in an account so that you can travel and expand your mind, expand your mind, yeah. change, the, change the paradigm of how you look at the world and, and get a passport and then use your passport. Um, anybody want to add anything way, to that? Another way of taking care of yourself um, of treating yourself kindly besides the hair and the nails and the Gucci bags. And all. It's another way of treating yourself kindly. And the memories never wear out, unlike that bag um, <laughs> or that weave um, or that manicure. I mean, the memories are going to be with you forever. So, um, yeah, that's the way I like to spend my money for as long as God lets me be on this earth. Yeah. Yeah, our, our next one is May of next year. We are going to Barcelona. We're going to cruise. We're going to fly into Barcelona, cruise around, and end up in Lisbon. 
and we already have our Airbnb set up. We're we're already getting ready and we're making payments and plans as we speak. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to. I'll end it there because, Mom, you're right. Vacations are another form of self care. Right. They are another way for you to relax. And I tell people, I never wanted a job. At some point, I was on a vacation and I heard uh, someone ask a guy, oh my gosh, you're on vacation working. And I heard him say, I don't have the kind of job that I have to run away from for two year, two weeks out of the year. Mm-hmm. That's always been my goal. I don't have a problem going on vacation and taking my laptop and getting work done on the Lido deck or right. teaching a class in my cabin, which I've done. While you're listening to Jonathan Butler. Because I don't have a career or a life or a a job that I have to run away from for two months in order to decompress. However, I do get the uh, the utmost amount of relaxation and joy about being on these. I get excited with just the planning. All I have to do right now is open up a picture of that cruise ship or open up a picture of the Airbnb that we're going to be staying in in Barcelona for four days. My brain is just like, whoo, I feel better already. I feel better already. So it really is another way for us to look at how we care for ourselves and being able to treat ourselves well. We are not living to retire and then start life. We're living it now. Nobody's guaranteed retirement. Yeah, we might not make it that far. So we're trying to live it now. So I want to thank both of you, my Aunt Nadine and my mom, for being on here with me again today. And we will have more. Uh, we will. I will be doing more shows on travel because we love to travel. And there's a lot that we can t- tell you about traveling. I'm going to get my mom on here one day, and we're going to talk about what she does to find these locations for us to stay and the excursions and some of what we mean when we say you can only travel with us if you are travel ready. Right. If you're not travel ready, you might get one trip and then we have to take you off the list. Hey, you can find our travel group on Facebook. Uh, what's our travel group? Smooth Cruising with Family and Friends. So if you look for Smooth Cruising with Family and Friends, Smooth Cruising with Family and Friends, it's a private group, but if you're nice, we'll let you in. And then you can stay on top of where we're going and what vacations are happening with us. And maybe you would like to join us one day. So thank you so much. uh, I'm Dr. Lisa. This is just an opportunity for me to find every possible way I can to help you find pathways to get empowered. And traveling, I think, is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. Because like my aunt said, it is an education. You can't get it in a classroom. You cannot get this kind of education in a classroom. The world is out here for us to see it. And uh, if you travel with us, you're going to see some of it. So everybody have a good night. Share this uh, on the replay and tell your friends to join us next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Live Empowered. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summerhour Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Live Empowered with Dr. Lisa Summerhour or my series Divorce is Not a Destination to your friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at firesidechat.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour. That's L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel, Live Empowered. Until next time, you live empowered and lead your best self forward. Live on Fireside.